So this, this time of the year is the best time of the year because you've got basketball and football seasons intersecting. It is double the pleasure, it is double the fun, and it is double the content on this podcast, which makes it that much more to, to put together because not only on this show, in this specific episode, are we going to talk about and begin to look at Arizona State as they take on UCLA in the Bruins' homecoming on Saturday, but we also have to give the basketball team its due justice because they're closing in on the start of the regular season. And Mick Cronin and David Singleton had media availability sessions yesterday. So I feel that it is imperative that we talk about those guys and how they feel about the, the looming basketball season that's about to tip off. But before we get into all of that, it is that time to welcome you all in to a Tuesday episode of Locked On Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley. You know me on Twitter, at Brian Fenley. That is Brian with a Y. You can email the show. Yeah, that is an actual thing. LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. You can also hit that subscribe button. So that is kind of like the triumvirate, if you will. If you do any one of those things and, and preferably hit that subscribe button, then you automatically are certified as a Bruin fan. So that is what comes with hitting that subscribe button. It's a pretty awesome distinction. So... Okay, what do we have for you on the show? Before I get into that, a little bit about me. There is some more Bruin content for you airing today on top of this show. So from 5 to 6 p.m. today, that's Pacific time, we host the Bruin Insider Show, which you can listen to on UCLABruins.com, and it's with Nick Cope and former Bruin quarterback Wayne Cook. And then if you miss the live airing of that show, you can always go back in the archives at, on the website. Or if you're stuck in traffic in Los Angeles from 7 to 8 p.m. tonight, you can turn the dial to 11.50 a.m. where you can listen to the Bruin Insider Show air on terrestrial radio. So plenty of different mediums to fulfill your Bruin cravings if you will, particularly given that the football team has a little bit of momentum here. And so that's kind of where I want to talk and where I want to start with on this show. We had Chip Kelly and Odua Isabor and Stephen Blaylock all with the Bruin football team. They spoke yesterday, so some of the, the, the important things that were uttered from them I want to highlight in this first segment. Then we'll we'll look a little bit more into the upcoming matchup with Arizona State on Saturday. You've got Herm Edwards taking the, the podium, and it, it's always just quite the scene when he takes the podium. I mean, the amount of energy that he exudes in those very long media sessions during the weekly press conference, I mean, if he's that jacked up for a Monday press conference, I can't even imagine what it's like being in the locker room with him. And as far as his energy level, I don't know where the heck he harnesses all of that. But there are some important things he said that I want to touch on or begin to as we get closer to kickoff. And then the final segment, we we had a media availability with UCLA basketball coach Mick Cronin and one of his standout players in David Singleton, who was coming off an injury that happened during the Pac-12 tournament last year. How does he feel? Where is his body? And what does he think he can contribute right now 
those will all be topics that will be explained at the end of this podcast. But first, because we're in the throes of game week for the football team, I thought it would be important to react to some of the comments that were made by Chip Kelly and his players at media availability on Monday, so yesterday. And one of the biggest things that was asked from the media personnel, they, they got a chance to, to talk to Odua Isabor, who has been such a maven defensively for UCLA, and they asked him, like, okay, it's all about consistency. You finally achieved what we were all looking for, and that is a venerable pass rush. How does this translate to further games and not just become one of those, you know, one-hit wonder performances, if you will, and then all of a sudden you revert back to not being able to get to the quarterback? Well, Odua said... Basically, it revolves around a mindset. Like, this is obviously a goal of this team. And, you know, they, people wanted to ask, well, what's changed? Like, how did you do it this week? And why couldn't you get to the quarterback before? Well, it's not like they didn't want to get to the quarterback. But he said it's just a mindset. And they did extra diligence in looking at film and even visualization. So I think there's such a power to that. Where, and he said this, where you visualize what it's going to take to get to the quarterback. And that becomes a really normal part of your routine, your lead up to the game as far as preparing you. I think that if you devote a lot of time in that, and as Odua said, that can actually pay dividends on the field and help you read what is going on in the backfield. So along with Odua, Stephen Blaylock spoke. Now he had a, a breakout game on on last Thursday, I should say, against Stanford. He led the team in tackles. And he was asked about, like, well, what went into his performance and how did he feel like he was able to take over, in a sense? And he said, well, we looked at the film from Oregon State, which was, you know, the the last game the Bruins played, and there were just a littering of missed tackles, right? And so Stefan said they went back to the film and took extra time looking individually at circumstances where there were missed tackles and how the heck they clean that stuff up. Now, as far as Chip Kelly, he seemed pretty satisfied with the mixing uh, or the ratio, if you will, of the pass and running game for his team. He called it good, and he says that it's at a point right now where it keeps the defense off guard. And when he got to looking at the tape against the Cardinal, what he saw was the good penetration that the defensive line was able to get against Stanford, but he says that that really wasn't at all possible and that is not probably talked about as much is the better job and coverage on the back end that his secondary did, which in essence took away that freshman quarterback and Jack West, his ability to find his first and second reads. It just puts so much pressure on him, and all of a sudden, here comes the rush, and he gets gobbled up. So props on the secondary. Blaylock obviously led the team in tackles against Stanford. That's huge. Quentin Lake has been injured. You know, he was so supposed to be a key cog in the secondary for UCLA. He continues to nurse an injury. They were asked about him. Chip Kelly was asked about Quentin Lake. Says that he is working, you know, constantly with the training staff, but there's not like a true indication on 
like when he could be back. You know, is he going to redshirt because he hasn't played and, and could save another year of eligibility? There's all different scenarios in the equation for him. But at this point, all we know from Chip Kelly is that Quentin Lake is out there practicing in a limited role with the training staff and trying to heal his body. Also on Monday, Herm Edwards spoke to the media for nearly 30 minutes in his Monday press conference. I mean, 30 minutes, that's a long time for a press conference. But the way Herm Edwards talks, it's always entertaining. He always seems to keep you riveted. And you're going to hear some of what he said, particularly about the Bruins. Appreciate you hanging out with us here on Locked on Bruins. Brian Fenley with you. And we're kind of in the middle of the Pac-12 football schedule. And as we look at some of the standings here, particularly in the South Division, there's not a whole lot of separation between the teams. You've got the Bruins at 2-2 two and two in league play. Arizona is 2-2. Two and two. Arizona State has the same mark. So they are all tied, a three-way tie for second place. And in front of them by a game is Utah and USC. So there is so much to be worked out here with the fact that we still have plenty of time for the Bruins to make up some ground here in conference play. Now, Herm Edwards, obviously the head coach from Arizona State, as he takes his guys to UCLA to take on the Bruins at the Rose Bowl this weekend, you know, a lot of guys on his team are from Southern California. And Herm Edwards, and I'm not going to get specific about recruiting, but Herm Edwards has absolutely dominated as far as winning over recruits and beating out other Pac-12 teams in Southern California, getting a large crop of that talent and taking them out of Southern California and bringing them to Arizona State. And so what happens when you have so many SoCal guys on your team? Well, one of the biggest problems he said in his Monday press conference yesterday was that all of these kids are trying to please their friends and family in getting them tickets and making sure they have enough at the Rose Bowl to satisfy them. And so Edwards said, he said, I've been talking to my players. I'm telling them, get the tickets, all that stuff done before you get to the hotel on Friday. Don't want to have that to deal with. And he made that a prerogative to his players when he, when he spoke to them because that obviously can be a distraction. As far as how Arizona State played last week, they got beat pretty handedly by Utah. And the most concurrent problem in that game for the Sun Devils was that they were marred with being stuck in third and long situations. And Edwards said Monday at the press conference, he said, you can't live that way when it comes to having third and long scenarios constantly. You just can't offensively, he said. You can't play behind the chains against a good defense. It's not happening. And that's when we as a team, we got to know we cannot play behind the chains all day. The Sun Devils also had a penalty problem. And this has actually been not so much of an issue for UCLA. And they have been really disciplined considering their youth on this team. But the Sun Devils had 12 penalties, including quite a few of them that were personal conduct issues. And so as far as Edwards 
going back and, and just describing why this happened, you know, because that's not a, a good image to, to set if a lot of these penalties from the Utah game are coming because of guys, you know, horsing around out there. Edwards said, quote, we, we got emotional at times in that game. We had a couple of bad hits. Were they intentional? Edwards said no, but we don't coach that, and the players that were involved in that, they don't do that. It's just the game sometimes puts you in a predicament where it's like, uh-oh, it's too late. So obviously, Herm Edwards is going to back his players here. But the offense absolutely sputtered for Arizona State, and they're working with a true freshman quarterback here, and he and his offense accounted for 136 yards of offense in total against Utah. I don't know what's more of a point when you think about that. Is it Utah's defense is that good or Arizona's offense is that inefficient? And I have to think that it's Utah's defense is that good because they have an absolute treasure chest of experience. Their defense is absolutely suffocating and their victim just happened to be Arizona State. The other problem for the Sun Devils in that game against Utah, they could not convert on third downs. And I said before that they were put in a lot of situations where they were in third and long scenarios, but they went two of 13 on on third downs. And so that's, that's not something that leads to positive things happening. Obviously, there is so much more to talk about when it comes to this matchup between Arizona State and UCLA, and we're going to give it its due justice over the course of this week. But again, I want to go back to to Herm Edwards and his press conference on Monday. You know, I'm about to watch it, and I'm like, it's 30 minutes? I mean, there aren't a lot of college football press conferences that last 30 minutes, and if they do... I mean, you're just kind of slogging through them and you're just, it's so hard to keep focused because the questions are maybe boring and it's just redundant and whatnot. But for any coach to keep your attention for a 30 minute span, you know, the, the award goes to Herm Edwards. I mean, if you haven't heard him at a press conference, go to YouTube, listen to this guy. He is very entertaining and. It's like he's an actor out there, but he's not. I mean, I think that's his personality. But he just—he's lively. He's—he's he's got this spunk. And, and as I reiterated earlier, I mean, this guy is so fired up on a Monday in front of media personnel that I can only imagine just how much he is in overdrive and how spastic he can get with his players come game day. I mean. I don't even know if there's a word to describe probably the energy this guy has, but it's certainly good for college football to have him in the Pac-12, and he's always known to be funny, and he is, and so it's going to be a fun battle between these two teams. And of course, they both, Herm Edwards and Chip Kelly, they have respect for one another, and Herm Edwards had, had, plot, or had lauded UCLA's defense recently, he also applauded the Bruins' running game, and he thought that was going to be troublesome for the Sun Devils' defense. But how about the Bruins' basketball team? So we're getting really close to the basketball season starting, and Mick Cronin, head coach for the team, had a media availability session yesterday. And he once again highlighted 
what the theme of this team is going to be, and, and I know this is not something new and that we've all kind of begun to understand, but it's not going to be a team that's going to rely on like one go-to score. And it's going to be, in the words of McCronin, a squad that relies on its good depth and uses that to its advantage. And part of the depth is David Singleton. And David Singleton had a foot injury that he sustained in the Pac-12 tournament this past season. This guy is an incredible outside shooter. He's very coachable, and he's so stingy on defense. And he's a good ball handler as well. He only had 12 turnovers all season, and he did that as a freshman. So one of the big concerns was, where would he be health-wise with his foot at this stage as we, you know, get close to the start of the regular season? And David Singleton spoke to the media yesterday as well, and he said the last couple of weeks he has just begun to be full contact. He feels like the injury is behind him. And then Singleton was asked about where does he see himself in the rotation? How does he feel like the coaching staff is going to use him? He said, well, I think there's a, a strong possibility that I will be sharing the point guard duties with Tiger Campbell. He, they, he talked a lot about sharing those duties with him and that both of those guys have a lot of trust in one another and they push each other in practice and they get after it in practice. Coming up on Wednesday, there's going to be a team showcase at Pauley Pavilion. It's free to the public and it starts at 7 p.m. And Mick Cronin... Part of it was his idea. He said he also worked with the marketing staff and all that to get this going in order to, to showcase the team, obviously. A new look, a new brand. And he said that the first half, they are going to treat it like a game. So they're going to have the team you know, five on five up and down the court with real Pac-12 refs. And then the second half or, or the second portion of the showcase will be interacting with students and doing activities, you know, different skills and drills to interact the players with the student body and whatnot and autograph signings and all of that. So that's one way to get indoctrinated and to get introduced to this new look team. And what Mick Cronin said about David Singleton was the fact beyond that he's healthy and obviously he's very happy that he's back was that you know, he, he noted that he's not the world's highest jumper, but that he's a great competitor. And that Cronin said he was almost a little bit surprised how fast David Singleton got back to being healthy and was able to get through this recovery process. And, and, and while that is the case, he says, you know, right, right at this point, he's not in top, you know, top shape and condition, but that he was, again amazed by how David Singleton was able to really stay persistent and be so hard-pressed on the recovery process so that come a couple weeks leading up to the season, you know, he's good to go. So that that's super encouraging for Bruin fans. And that as far as the, the, the point guard duties are going to be distributed, and this is something I, I spoke about, I think it was last week, but according to Cronin, you know, there are chances you're going to see Prince Ali, David Singleton, Tiger Campbell at the point guard spot. 
Not necessarily Jules Bernard, Mick Cronin said. You know, they've tried him at, at a one spot, but there's a little bit of hesitation to use him as the point guard or a, as a point guard because Cronin thought that Jules Bernard was too good of an offensive rebounder. And so I feel like that might push him more to an off-guard position. But Tiger Campbell, one of the biggest criticisms and, and, and a positive criticism, if you will, this is just to get him better, was from Cronin, and he said he's got to get rid of some of those high school passes that you know he could get away with in high school because some of those passes in high school, you're not dealing with the defensive length from guys in college. So again, a lot of these guys are pretty young. You know, with Tiger Campbell, this is technically his freshman season, even though he was on the roster last year, had to sit out the whole year with an injury. Shreef O'Neal had the same case where he had a health issue. So excited to see all these guys come together. Looking forward to seeing what this product looks like. More on basketball, more on football tomorrow. Appreciate you once again spending part of your day with us here on Locked On Bruins. I'm going to say goodbye for now. For Locked On Bruins, I'm Brian Fenley.